Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And congratulations for making it back to the start of football season. It is, is it is it opening day, opening kickoff? What do we call it in the NFL world here? Opening week. Opening week. All right. Yeah. So football is finally back tonight, which means the Patriots will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And Alex, I'm going to put you on the spot right off the start in about 72 hours they're going to be entering halftime with a score of what oh ooh, I, I don't know I'll, I'll say this it'll be a one score game all right like get, give me game. like 10 3 10 7 13 10 13 7 something like that low scoring eagles up but low scoring one score game all right so the real be... question is how many times have we heard public service announcement I mean, at least twice, I'd say, right? Like when he first, when Tommy first comes out, yeah. and then they'll probably do it again another time. Because we'll get to this. Like... I, I do want to get, we are doing the game pre- yeah. preview. We got to, let's save this because this is part of previewing the game. We yeah. got to get to all the. Brands. All right. Yeah. So football's back. We will be breaking down the Patriots and Eagles game for this Sunday, but we will start with. The injury report that came out about an hour ago because there was two changes and Trent Brown, who was limited yesterday with an illness, was taken off. So good news on the offensive line there. But Jack Jones, who was limited yesterday with a hamstring, was their lone, did not participate today in practice. And then Mike Unwinu, Devontae Parker, and Cole Strange all remained limited participants today. So one change there with, with Jack Jones going from limited to uh, not participating today. Yeah, uh, not a bad week to lose Jack Jones if, if, if something happens. And I know people are probably rolling their eyes. Like, what are you talking about? It's the Eagles. It's this offense. Their wide receiver depth isn't great. It's A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. After that, it kind of falls off. I, I know some people like uh, Quez Watkins, but that's a slot corner. You got Marcus Jones. Obviously, hope Jack Jones okay. Somebody they're going to need for the duration of the season. And this injury obviously came out of nowhere. Like, we didn't know anything about this prior to yesterday's injury report, the first one. But something to monitor. But they should be able to – if they lose this week, it's not going to be because they didn't have Jack Jones. Let's put it that way. Yep. And if it's one of these lingering hamstrings, maybe you could even say next week they might not need him against Miami. I, I would agree with that. You have Marcus, John Jones, and Gonzalez to handle Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. So – We'll, we'll kind of see with, with Jack Jones there. You know, those hamstrings can always be 
a, a little funky those those soft tissue injuries as a yeah cooper cup fantasy owner i know that all too <laughs> all too poorly what right there now but those hamstrings can be tricky so we'll, we'll see with jack jones maybe he's back at practice tomorrow or not but uh we'll jump into the game here any offense defense anywhere specific you kind of want to start today well let's start with this i have kind of an umbrella um we were talking about this a little bit when we were down there earlier brian um an umbrella take on this game there's a phrase you're going to hear me say a lot today if you really want to have like a fun thursday take a drink every time i say this (laughs) uh don't actually though because you'll get sick um the theme for this game for the patriots easier said than done easier said than done I think it more so applies on the defensive side of the ball or sorry, the offensive side of the ball, but I definitely think it's applicable on the defensive side of the ball. Why don't we start on offense? Cause I think that's kind of what everybody's all energized about in that Eagles defensive front. And we'll start right here, Brian, I'll, I'll give you a, uh, a number. I'll give you some numbers. Although first we got to shout out new Patriots offensive coordinator, Evan <laughs> Lazar. Of course, that was awesome. Um, let me, let me pull this up. I'll give you some numbers here, Brian, that I think are very interesting for this game. So, you know, the Eagles have this great pass rush and 70 sacks last year. Let's talk about how monumental that number is, first and foremost. Not only is that the third most in NFL history, 70 sacks in a season. Drop that number back to 60. Since 2000, so 23 years, only three teams have had more than 60 sacks in a season. The 2000 Saints had exactly 60, or sorry, 61. And the 2006 Chargers, the team was loaded. That's like the prime Sean Merriman teams. They had 66. Eagles had 70. So this is, I don't think I'm over-exaggerating when I say this is the best pass rush Bill Belichick's ever faced as the head coach of the Patriots. I think that's a, I can back that take up with tangible information. Yeah, I mean, they're loaded. And I think, Max said it's best pass rush in the league. Bill kind of echoed those same yeah. comments earlier this week. But here's the thing. So people think of this pass rush and they probably think, oh, it's all complicated and schemed and designed. Simple. Uh, they're, they're, they were led the league in sacks last year. They were second in pressure rate off by only a tenth of a percent. Their blitz rate, 22.1%, was 18th in the <laughs> league. And their stunt rate, so running those little games on the offensive line, stunts, twists, all that. Did they last? Dead last in the yep. league, 9.6%. So the Eagles, it, Bill said it to, uh, yesterday. There's no mystery in what they do. We know what they're going to do. The Eagles are one of these teams, and it's true on both sides of the ball, but it's especially true on the offenses, uh, on, the, on the defensive line. They're just better than you. It doesn't matter if you know what's coming. And this is something Patriots fans should be familiar with. This is how they operated here mostly offensively, but at times defensively for 20 years. They're just going to be better than you. So why, but in a way that almost gives me some hope for the Patriots. And this is where that easier said than done thing comes in. Brian, you know, I don't like math. You know, I don't like analytics. You know, I'm against doing math on the air. It's a Felger and Maz rule, but we're going to do a little bit of math here real quick. All right. If the Eagles don't blitz, how many players are rushing? Four. Four, correct. How many players do the Patriots have to block those four players? At least five. At least. I'm glad you said at least. At least five. Now, I can pull my calculator up here. I think they're up one on that. (laughs) Right. Five is bigger than four. So you, in theory, you should be able to block four (laughs) players with five players. Unfortunately, it's not that easy because 
we've talked about this. There's that concept of you can cover up one spot on the offensive lines. When you have to cover up multiple, you get in trouble. Let's just assume maybe Calvin Anderson comes out and is just awesome. And if he does that, I think the Patriots have a real chance to move the ball and put up points. But if you know, he didn't play all summer, he was sick. He hasn't played with this group. If they got to compensate at right tackle, now Cole Strange at left guard, I'm, I'm saying, all right, so five is greater than four. So you have two guys block one guy. That's going to be at right tackle. Now Cole Strange has to win one-on-one against Fletcher Cox. And Cole Strange has to win one-on-one against Jordan Davis. And Cole Strange has to win one-on-one against Jalen Carter. Can he do that? Maybe. He's a first-round pick. You, you're hoping he's playing up to that level, but we didn't see him all summer. He was hurt. So we don't know what his year two jump looks like. So that's the bit the, the, the biggest key for me for the Patriots in this game is to prove that five is greater than four. And I don't know that they can do it. it it's easier said than done. But the Patriots need to come out. And I know people are bringing up the new uh, defensive coordinator. People are saying that in the chat. All of the reporting out of Philly is there. The changes will be minimal. I think if anything, maybe they do some more stunts and stuff, but the, they're not going to blitz. The Fangio defense, they don't blitz. Yep. They stay back, lays on. The goal for the Patriots this week is to prove five is greater than four. If the Patriots can prove five is greater than four, they're going to have a good game offensively. Yep, but it, it's easier said than done. because Exactly. If you look at the Eagles, it, all right, if I gave you Derek Barnett, Jalen Carter, and Nolan Smith as a pass rush trio, where would you? Rank I forgot that Nolan in, Smith. I mean, that's would, up there. Where would you rank that in the league of of those three coming out? Top the five. Yeah, and that's their backup unit. So they just have, I mean, literally and figuratively, dogs. Does Nolan right? Smith even play? I don't. I don't know. He's healthy, right? I think. Yeah, but I believe so. But it's like it's just it's insane. They just have so much depth, and they can you know, rotate these guys and keep keep them fresh, which I want to hit on that on the Patriots' offensive line in a second. But, yeah, it's very simple. I think a lot of Eagles fans, they didn't like Jonathan Gannon. They, they were kind of happy when he left because it was such a simple defense. And the new guy, he's from Seattle, right? That's where he, he yeah. came from. Yeah. He, That's he, not a complicated defense either. Yeah. It, it's a lot, of, a lot of the same. Maybe they do – dial up the stunts a little bit but i don't think it's going to be anything major where they're going from last in the league to the top half i think they would still be in that bottom 10 to 12 ranking if yeah. they're even that much improvement but yeah so they just have so much talent on that pass rush and and if we want to talk about the patriots offensive line i don't know i think it's looking like calvin anderson's that right tackle and then We'll see with, with Cole Strange. You mentioned he hasn't practiced since he made it like 20 minutes, if even it, that, to the first padded practice over the summer. So he he's a big question mark. He's still limited. Mike Unwinu hasn't practiced at all during training camp until this last you know week or two. He's he's still limited. So I think they played seven last year in the opening game against yeah. Miami and. That was Miami, so it's hot and humid. But I think you're going to kind of see probably seven guys in there with maybe Moffy spelling Unwindu and Strange from time to time at guard and then kind of pick your poison, whoever you want to get in here uh, for, for Calvin Anderson probably at times at, at right tackle. And then there's the other thing where, and I, I you, you cut out there for a second on my end. I think my computer's being really weird, so I apologize in advance. Um, there's the other elements of it. You know, are they going to go tackle eligible? Are they going to go with the six tackle? And then it becomes proving six is greater than four. And I think you see some of that too. 
the other the other element of this is all right, so five is great in the fourth. They got to do things to disrupt the timing of that group. And that's play action, RPO, uh, draws, screens. And, and a lot of that is, is common in the Bill O'Brien offense to begin with. But yeah, to your point, it, it's a daunting task. And I think they're going to have to get a little creative to do it. And rotating on the offensive line is a good way. They generally like to do that in week one. And then it just compounds so many of these guys. We don't know what condition they're in after making time, after missing time, like you said. I, I, I do think you're going to get different looks. The one that I'm wondering, the one that I'm going to be looking for is Mike Unwin at right tackle. And I'm not getting my hopes up, but I would love to see that. <laughs> I just don't think they're going to give it. I, that's like, I don't know. I just don't see them doing that unless, you know, we're a few weeks down the line and it's just really bad at that position. But I don't know. I just yeah. don't see that. But um, so, yeah, do you think five on four, can they do that? Because we haven't it's easier it's easier said than done i mean they can do it like it can be done but the it's thing... it's just such a daunting task with all the talent i'll say this if if they can do it big if that's that's the other theme of the week big if big but if. you can throw on the eagles secondary the yeah. boundary corners are good bradbury and slayer good but the patriots aren't throwing the boundary much anyway their safeties their linebackers not among the best in the league in coverage. So you're going to have opportunities in this game for the tight ends, for the running backs. I'd love to see Ty Montgomery get elevated for this game. There are going to be opportunities to throw the ball if if you can get this thing blocked. And that's, that's the again, it all comes down to is five greater than four. <laughs> yep. that Because uh, they lost Gardner Johnson and, and yes. back in there, and they yeah. kind of replaced him. It's Terrell Edmonds, right? That's the uh, – I always I get the Edmonds that. confused. I think it's Terrell from Pittsburgh, who New England kind of had some some, some success uh, against last year when he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they can throw the ball. I also think they'll be able to run the ball fairly well against this. You can generally run on the Fangio. Yeah. Defense. They're not to, interested in stopping the run. So, like, I think Philly, or they were in, in the bottom half, I forget the exact number, 20-something, and... and run defense a, a DVOA last year. So you're going to be able to come out, run the ball. They don't give up like a lot of lawn, lawn runs. I was a ton twister, but you know, you can kind of pound the pound the rock and get some solid gains. Keep yourself out of those, you know, third and lawns and give yourself more third and manageables. And then with that offensive extra offensive lineman, if you do go that in, uh, eligible status, that's another way to kind of, you know, pound the rock there. Cause they'll probably, They'll probably stay in that, you know, the Fangio is a lot of too high stuff. And so they'll probably stay in that even if you bring in that extra offensive lineman there in the run game. Right. Yeah. I, I, I the, the thing with that more for me is you got to be in it. And this goes to the offense. This is complimentary football. You got to be in a spot where you can run the ball. Can't be yeah. down 21 and a half time. Can't be blown out. That viable. But if it's a close game, the Patriots should be able to run the football. Yep. Uh, speaking of running backs, how do you think this – Mondre Zeke rotation assuming Zeke is like fully you know full go with the playbook here and you mentioned Montgomery I think he's probably going to be one of their their elevations here off the yeah. practice squad how do you kind of see that running back split shaking out so if for people who listen to catch 22 today my takes changed since I looked more at it Evan uh -huh. Evan actually got offensive coordinator Evan Lazar got to me a little bit <laughs> I 
think that it's going to be, a, so we've talked about them going by situation, early down, passing down back. We've talked about them just alternating by drive. I think it's going to be a little bit of a mix. I think you're going to see Ramondre and Zeke alternate by drive, but third downs will always be Ramondre. Okay. And then I think Ty Montgomery comes in for the two minute drill. Okay. That's how I think they split it up. Yep. I could see that because Ramondre, uh, uh, well, we know Zeke, we'll, we'll see, but Ramondre has some good chemistry with Mac there in the past yeah. game on third down. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So that's what, that's what's, where were you before? What's or, just purely splitting by drive, but they're, I, I, they're, it's exactly what you just said. I think yeah. the chemistry factor, I, I didn't factor that in enough. Yeah. There's going to be a lot there. They're, the way the Eagles play defense, if the Patriots can execute their game plan, it's going to be very methodical. There's yeah. going to be a lot of third and three, third and four type situations. And that's where you're throwing to the running back. You're throwing to the running back a lot. And, Where's Zeke with the playbook? I don't know. I think he's probably pretty caught up, but like, yeah, give me, give me the guy that Mac Jones trusts. Yep. And then receivers. We'll, we'll see with Parker. He's been limited with that knee when the short period of practice that we're able to watch, he doesn't look, you know, too involved. He hasn't had his gloves on, whether that's just during stretch or whatever, we'll, we'll kind of see how he is for, for Sunday. But what what are you thinking receivers here? Will we get a lot of the rookies? Do you think we'll get a lot of Parker if he's healthy? Or we know we all love so, Kendrick Bourne, but but where are you kind of at with that receiver? I think it's Nick? a Kendrick Bourne game. Give me Kendrick Bourne all okay. day. I, I think him and Juju play the most snaps. I think that, that Parker ends up being limited. Demario Douglas, kind of his own thing. I don't think he's impacted by injuries necessarily. I think they're going to have... 15 to 20 plays for him that they'll run and that will be its own thing. And I, you know, I don't think it's like, Oh, Parker's off the field. So he becomes a third wide receiver. I actually think that's Kayshawn booty. I think if Parker can't go, it becomes born and booty, basically switching off at the X and the Z. Cause and, and outside of that, if they're all good, I think booty only plays a handful of snaps. I think he's a developmental player at this point, but I think when they're in 12 or if they call up, Ty Montgomery and they go to 21. I think your receivers are Juju Smith-Schuster and Kendrick Bourne for this game. It could change week to week, but I think for this game, that's what it is. Yep. I'd agree with you there. If, if Parker and everyone's full go, um, do you think tempo, do you think we'll see a lot of no huddle? And I'm not saying like, you know, no huddle is going to just beat Philly because it's not, but is right. that something that could kind of, you know, that could help the offensive line at times. We know O'Brien likes to kind of pick his mismatches and run with it. Like we saw that in 2011 a lot. Is that something that might be on the dog here? Maybe a little bit. The Eagles are kind of package specific. If the Patriots get a look they like, they might start going no huddle to keep them on the field. But I think the real beauty of the no huddle is you're gassing, like you're trying to gas the defense. Yep. The Eagles, there's so much depth. Like you, you said it before. You gave me that group that's like their third pass rush group. <laughs> and it's a top ten group in the league. You, you gas their their starting pass rushers. Like the second group coming in, it's really not much of a change. So if you're not super comfortable in tempo, if you don't need to be in tempo, I I don't think against this team, it you get that same impact you get against the average team. They they'll do it a little bit. They always do it a little bit. And I'm not saying it it won't help. But I think the the benefit of it, just given the Eagles' depth, is significantly minimized for this specific matchup. Yep. 
they do always seem to break it out like randomly like first drive, first drive of the, the third quarter yeah that's what I was, that's <laughs> they'll break it out and they'll go tempo and they'll score and everyone will be like just run tempo just all the time it. it's yeah. not that easy but it, it can be a tool they can use uh to their advantage so maybe we see some of that because it, it's supposed to be it's rainy but humid i think that was the latest yeah it's gonna be nasty so it's gonna yeah, be gross some good good old it's like the one year we don't get the open in miami we just have miami weather. i said this to somebody today i was like <laughs> this if they were opening in miami this week we'd all be asking bill and the players and writing the column so this is perfect you get ready for south beach <laughs> like it would be that thing oh perfect so um I think that was most of the offense. Anything? I got one more. There's one, one more, more big one on the offense. All right. What am I missing? The Matt Patricia impact. You buying oh, or selling? He selling. knows this off. Uh, he didn't know the Patriots offense <laughs> when he was running it, but I guess he knows it now. Are you buying or selling the Matt Patricia impact? I, I'm going to sell it. I don't think there's going to be that much, uh, Matt, that much of an impact from, from Matty P there th- this week. I don't know about you. I have a weird take on this. I don't think Matt Patricia's presence makes an impact because what was he going to like? He doesn't know the offense. It's a new offense, <clears throat> but his, his takeaways would more so be how to impact Mac Jones. Yep. Put pressure on him. I, I think the Eagles were planning on doing that. Yeah. But we need to get interior pressure. The beauty of the Eagles front is they don't need to scheme up to get different kinds of pressure. They can get any kind of pressure they want multiple ones at once. I almost feel like Matt Patricia's impact would be bigger if the Eagles were worse. The difference he would make is already accounted for by just their raw talent level. Yep. So I don't, unless it's something where it's in Max's head and he kind of overthinks it and starts pressing because he wants to stick it to Patricia. I don't think that there's really an impact Matt Patricia's presence makes on this game. Yep. I mean, Brandon Graham said today, uh, today or yesterday, I'm not sure, but he's like, Mac Jones, we've just got to hit him and disrupt him because. He doesn't look as good, you know, when that's happening, and he looks better when nobody is touching him. But like we knew that we spent all right. off season and last year talking about that he was one of the worst statistical passers under pressure. So you know that's we, we knew that that that's nothing new. So nothing Patricia can can really bring there. Uh, before we we switch to the defense and we hear from our friends at FanDuel, I'll, one more question on the offensive line. This week is. A question mark right there's a lot of unknowns up there we'll see are you feeling better about the long-term outlook of, of this unit now that they're starting to get pieces back maybe they can build some of that continuity and, and maybe they'll be better when we're a month into the year than maybe you kind of thought they might look a few weeks ago yeah i i, I think so i i don't feel great about them for this game just because yep. of the matchup but i they should be trending in the right direction. I, I think we need to be careful to not overreact to whatever happens this week for the offensive line because it's it's probably going to be ugly. It would be ugly against most <laughs> offensive lines in the league. They averaged four sacks a game last year. Over four, actually. It's like four and yeah. change. So, yeah, I mean, they're definitely trending in the right direction, but this is, this is tough. Yeah. Do you think Mac having the ability to make checks will help? either this week or yes. in the long run yes, that's something be he wasn't able to do last year they just kind of lined up and went for it but now they'll have hopefully some answers when they get up there and and again it's a, a vanilla pass rush so who knows but i don't know that that's something else that could that could maybe help this unit uh throughout yeah. the long run at some point but uh that will wrap up the offensive side of the ball so let's hear from our 
awesome friends over at FanDuel, and then we will hop over to the defense. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL in Massachusetts, 21-plus in present in MA, first online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com backslash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscriptions renewed. Cancel anytime. All right. So to the defense side of the ball, let me give you a question first. Where do they need to keep the Eagles offense point-wise to be able to, you know, to win the game and be in a comfortable range there? 28 and under 28 and in under. regulation, even though they've never, what is it? 24 and over Mac Jones has never won a game. Yeah. Well, he's never had Bill O'Brien before. That's true. All right. So in that 28 point range, but uh, I think my big thing defensively to start is I want to see the rookies play. They've been hesitant at times in the past to, to play rookies to just kind of unleash them right out of the gate. But you got Marte Mapu and Keon White, who are, are two like really good athletes that can help you against one of these mobile quarterbacks. Give me that, you know, third down, the four-man pass rush with Marte Mapu, just kind of spying Jalen Hurts and at that second level. And then obviously Christian Gonzalez. Tough tasks right out of the gate as a rookie, but they they kind of need that size out there against, you know, AJ Brown or Whoever, whoever's out there. So I, that's one of my things I want to see. I want to see these rookies out there right away and having a big role. Yeah, let's start with Marte Mapu. I, I think yep. he's a guy that needs to play, if not a significant number of snaps, just significant snaps, those third down snaps. Uh, Taylor Kyles, our friend Taylor Kyles over at CLNS, had a great stat he dug up earlier this week. Jalen Hurts passer rating last year uh, from the pocket, clean pocket. 110.8 highest in the league when he had when he had to leave the pocket and specifically like on the run that pass rating drops all the way from 24 so you're talking about like a hundred point drop the patriots the, the game you got to knock hurts off his spot it's weird you want jalen hurts running but you don't want him to run you want his feet moving. You don't want him getting his feet set, but you don't want him running the football. You don't so, want him past the line of scrimmage with the football. Right. So what that is, and, and especially you want to force him to his left. So you want the guys you talked about, whether it's 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 Matthew Judon, Keon White, Josh Uche, whoever, forcing him out to the left, knock him off his spot, forcing him to move left, and then you have that spy, Marte Mapu, there essentially ready to clean it up. Easier said than done, but that should be the game plan is the pass rush force him to the left. And then if he wants to run, you have a spy waiting for him. I know people think spy sideline to sideline. There's some of that. 
But if you can really execute the game plan and you can essentially know, you know you're going to take away half the field, it's that much easier. You don't have to cover as much ground. They got to get Jalen Hurts off his spot. I know he's thought of as a running quarterback, and we've talked about the Patriots' issues with running quarterbacks. I'm not saying he's not or they don't have that, but this isn't a, a – you're not just playing contain against him. You got to get in his face. You got to turn off the heat on him. You got to start knocking him off his spot, or he he will carve you up. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pressure him and then, you know, try to funnel him one direction, and, and that's like your, your game plan, funnel him one way. So. Yeah. If it's Marte Mapu, who I think we both hope it is because he has that ability, maybe it's a little Mac Wilson. They, those guys I roll can just kind of fire downhill and, and chase them down. And I know a lot of people might be thinking, like, you know, pressuring a mobile quarterback, that's not a good idea. But, you know, you just read those passing stats. That's right. kind of what they need to do. And actually, he is a he, he is a throw first. He's not a run first quarterback. He is a throw first quarterback that can run. Yep. This isn't like, oh, make him beat you with his arm. Do not make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm because he will beat you with his arm. This isn't, yep. it's not like that. It's not like Kyler Murray where it's like, oh yeah, just like keep him in the pocket and turn him into a traditional quarterback and can't do it. Or like Baker Mayfield's another guy like that. Like keep Baker Mayfield in the pocket and just make him pick you apart. Jalen Hurts will do that if you let him. That's not, you, you got to turn up the heat on him. Yep. And I don't want to see like that conservative pass rush. And you do have to like, keep like Lawrence guy talked about it today. Yeah. You don't just want to fire too, you know, too up that too far downfield up the B gap. Cause you know, Hertz will just run up the a gap and for a big gain on a sneak, but like actually get after them. Don't just do that kind of contain conservative pass rush, like fire up the stunts, let Matt Judon and Josh Uche, you know, get after Hertz. And, and that's probably their best shot kind of to win there. If you can pressure Hertz. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is that you, you do have that risk of being too aggressive because the as much as people talk about the Patriots' issues with mobile quarterbacks, I would say that the real issue is RPOs. They can't yep. defend RPOs. We've seen the Dolphins RPO them to death like the last six times they've played or something. The Eagles ran more RPOs last year than any team in football. You have to be able to take that away. And part of that is patience up front. Now, I think they'll, they should dedicate more to take that away right not put players in a spot where they're going to be in conflict i again easier said than done but i think the rpos are a big part of this as well yeah which is why i know we kind of hinted last last week i think we started like a quick preview and we said they might be playing a lot of zone coverage this game uh, i might i think we might see a little bit yeah. more man because of those RPOs. Yeah, yeah kind of you know because when you have those guys like juan bentley you're playing zone like they it's just he's there's too much conflict there right like yeah. he's gonna have to play the run and play the pass and whatever he doesn't do the eagles are just gonna hit you on the rpo and it's just gonna be a nightmare all day there's no right answer there so i think we might see a lot of you know early down man to man here to try to negate some of the, those rpo packages and then get diverse in, in the secondary you mentioned taylor he, he had some good yeah. clips today when they played <clears throat> Excuse me. When the, when the Patriots played the Bengals last year, same type of thing. Two like number one receivers. They run a lot of slants, like Philly. And the Patriots had some good, you know, diverse rotations in the back end there to kind of you know take some of those inbreakers away. And we talked all off season how this secondary that they're it's the same group minus McCourty, but they're used to each other. Their defense is kind of starting a step above. They can kind of get a little more diverse here out of the gate. So see some of that stuff, dial up some creativity to, you know, kind of put a wrench in these RPOs. 
And then, I mean, from there, we can go right to the coverage assignments, right? So yep. I'm looking at, I, for they're going to play man, is that you're going to put one guy on an island and he's going to take out one of the top receivers. You play 10 on 10 on the other side. As much as I think Christian Gonzalez needs to be that guy for them, given where they drafted him, and as much as I think he can be that guy, not this week. Because there is a very obvious matchup in Jonathan Jones on Devontae Smith. Yep, That's your island. That's your one-on-one. You keep you, you put Christian Gonzalez on the other side on A.J. Brown with help over the top. I'm not super worried about the Eagles in the slot. I said that. I also think they'll run a lot of 12, so Marcus Jones becomes your your slot corner. Or when Devonta Smith's in the slot, you have Jack Jones on whoever they use as their, their third boundary guy. And then it's Jalen Mills on Dallas Goddard. And I think that that's pretty, pretty much how you draw it up. And that's – on paper – it's not a good matchup, but like you have the body types, you have speed for speed, you have size for size, you have athleticism for athleticism, you have the ability to play strength on strength and still give help over the top on AJ Brown or just, just or help underneath. I, I, Evan was talking about this today. You have somebody else lurking to take away some of that underneath stuff, some of the quick, uh, quick slants, RPO type routes. And then Christian Gonzalez is playing off and essentially just taking care of the deep stuff. But yep. you have the ability to have help run a two-man game on A.J. Brown and still match up in the way you should probably match up the rest of the way across the board. So it makes sense. Fast guy on fast guy, big guy on big guy, athletic safety on athletic tight end, slot traditional slot corner on traditional slot receiver. But it's easier said than done. But it's easier said than done because at some point, right, at some point A.J. Brown's just going to go up and moss you. Yeah, they, they, like Christian Gonzalez can be in perfect coverage, and AJ Brown's still just going to make a play. Or Devontae Smith, you know, John Jones going to be right there with them, but Jalen Hurts going to put it on the money. It's going to be one of those. So easier said than done, but they should, in theory, have the 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 bodies they need to match up with this Eagles wide receiver core very well. Like next week when we get into Miami, it'll be very different picture. It'll, it'll, yeah. That one's going to be very complex, <clears throat> but this one feels pretty, uh, uh, pretty, you know what you see is what you get yep and, and that like rotation you mentioned where gonzalez someone could sh- shoot down and gonzalez can pop yeah. out like that was something they did in that cincinnati game i think washington did that a few times against philly last year and it worked like they had a safety fire down into the box take those in breakers away and the boundary corner would kind of fall back to take anything over the top there and that worked but you also mentioned the the go ball like Jalen Hurts was statistically the best go ball receiver last or thrower last year. AJ Brown was the best go ball wide receiver last year. So they're probably going to hit one or two of those uh, on Sunday. We saw Gonzalez struggle against Devontae Parker at times like that. So that's probably uh, throughout training camp, Parker yeah. and Gonzalez. So that that's probably something you're going to see too, especially if the Patriots are doing a good job taking away those RPOs, then you might see kind of those deep shots come from, from Philly there. And that, that's what you got to do. And part of it, you got to keep them. Those goal balls happen when you let them get in a second and short. Yeah. You got to keep them behind schedule. You can't be letting them get chunks on first down, even second down. You can't be giving them in short opportunities because that's when they really burn you with that. If you can get them in third and long, then you can play the deep ball and you're in better shape for it. It's when they're in second and one and you got to come up and fill the box because there's RPO and read option chances. And suddenly it's Devontae Smith or AJ Brown one-on-one down the field. So lastly, defensively, have you figured out a way to stop the tush push yet? Because I already know that's going there's to only, bother me on Sunday, just watching them do that time after time again. But There's only one man on the planet who can stop the tush push, and that's Roger Goodell. 
until that play That's becomes true. illegal, and I frankly don't know how they're going to do that. It's, I mean, Lawrence Guy kind of talked about it today. It's it's offensive line versus defensive line who can get lower, and I it's not impossible to stop, but it's just you need to execute so perfectly, and it, it's that same thing where. You know, we talked about five versus four. It's kind of that concept. And then they just have such a big offensive line that they're going to be able to get that push. It's just numbers. So I, I, if there's a way to stop it, it's, it's well beyond me. Were you surprised they didn't ban that this off season? Um, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, I I think the argument that it's dangerous is overblown. I don't think it's any yeah. more dangerous than the average quarterback sneak than a usual quarterback sneak, but I think because it they want points, right? That's they true. Want points that keeps an offense on the field. So yeah, when you're at the one yard line, they're like, hey, we don't want teams stalling out on the one and kicking field goals. We don't want you know third and ones turning into punts. Yep. So they, it's it's in the league's <laughs> interest to have that. If yep. if it is if I'm missing something, it is actually dangerous. Somebody gets hurt, I think they'll ban it, but that's really the only way. Yep. I agree with you there, but that's going to be annoying to watch because yes, that's what they do. But any other uh, last defensive thoughts there? Something, anything I missed or that you got you're looking at? Um, RPOs, coverage matchups, Jalen Hurts. No, I think that's pretty much it. All right, I'm I'm like curious how they're going to use DeAndre Swift. I, there's no like yep. schematic element of this because I don't know how they're going to use him. But I, he he's a player I've always liked. I like his skill set, so I'm just kind of curious how he fits into the fits into the picture here. Have you seen their depth chart at the running back position? Yeah. They just list all four guys in the first spot, but that team's roster is freaking absurd. It's, it's like them, the Niners, and the Chargers probably have the best rosters in football. It, it's, yeah. And we haven't even like talked about Dallas Goddard here. And, and right. Like one of the best tight ends in football. Or right? I, we didn't even get into their offensive line and, and, <laughs> Lane Johnson and, and Kelsey and all them. Speaking of Kelsey, uh, breaking news here. Travis Kelsey will be out tonight. We'll get yep. to tonight's game in a little bit, but he is out. So, yeah, Swift will be interesting. Reading, like, fantasy football stuff from people who who's in Philly, it sounds like he's going to be more of the pass catcher than Rashad Penny and Kenneth Gainwell will be the rushers. But who, who knows? We'll kind of see how, how that develops in, in their backfield there. But... That's everything for the Patriots defense versus Philly offense. We can quickly hear from our friends over at LinkedIn now and then kind of wrap this up and talk about tonight's game a little bit. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so wrapping up the Patriots game. First off, any special team thoughts quickly, and then what what what's your prediction? Well, it's they kind of tie together. Like I look at this game, I see it going very similarly to the Bucks game, Brady's last time at Gillette Stadium in 2021, where it's close throughout the game. Maybe they have a little lead, little lead at some point, but like they just come up a player too short. The talent difference ends up being the factor. But what was really the difference in that game? Nick, Nick Foles missed like 50 something <laughs> yard field goal in the rain. And it's supposed to be raining here. Um, I 
we might like if this is a close game, we're gonna learn a lot about Chad Ryland right away. He may be asked to make some big kicks in this game. So and Bryce field position could be a big thing there too. Field position will be big too. Yeah. So I I expect both of those guys to be a part of the story this week. Which I love to hear. I love to hear that. So <laughs> do you have a do you have a prediction? Um I'm gonna say, you know what? I, I usually do something goofy. I don't actually predict a game. Um and I should have looked this up earlier. I'm going like a, to say you have like a boomer score for us. Like, a <laughs> no, I, I usually like just base it off of something random. Um, okay. So I said, I, I think it's going to go a little bit like that Bucks game. I'm going to say Eagles 19 Patriots 17. Okay. Low That's the score, score of, of that. That's what the score was that night. When people forget Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady, but did. that, I don't know why that like touchdown he had to Johnu and then like he runs off and the whole sideline that like, that was a, I don't know. That, that was, was a good moment. That was a, one of the better moments and maybe the match ends there, which I don't know. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I was going like 24, 21, 24, 27 or 24, 17, something in, in that range. I, I think it is going to be competitive. They're going to keep it close, but at the end of the day, it's just Philly has more talent and they're going to, right. You know, so- you, but there is one other factor at play here that we honestly never talked about. And I realize as, as I'm giving, we're both giving low scores with this high powered offense, third ranked offense in the league last year, coming to town, uh, the week one rust. And this is a league wide yeah. thing. You know, week one's <laughs> always as much for crap shoot as any, but the majority of the Eagle starters didn't play at all in the preseason. I, they're going to come out sloppy. It, does it take them a quarter to, to turn it around? Does it take them a half? Does it take them 50 minutes, whatever it takes to get in a rhythm, but they, they're going to come out a little, a little sloppy they're gonna have to get into a groove and it's up to the patriots to capitalize on that but that's why i think you get a low score because i think the eagles are gonna have uh i i don't think they're gonna look like the eagles in the first half if they get going in the second half that's another story and i think that's very possible but i'm not expecting like fireworks right away from philly last year i believe there were 11 teams who like didn't play their starters in the preseason and they went three and eight in week one right so russ could definitely be a thing there and what do you think about a first-time offensive play caller on Philly? Could that? Yeah, that could that could impact it to new coordinator things like that. And I it, look the energy from the Brady thing, and and I do want to get into that a little bit. But the energy from the Brady thing, I think that's a factor too. I think the crowd's going to want to be into it as much as the team lets them get into it. They're going to be pumped up pregame. Brady's going to come out. I'm guessing that's when we'll hear PSA, <laughs> and that that play's going to be buzzing. And if, if the Patriots yeah. start making plays, like it's going to feel like the good old days. You get to halftime. You have the Brady ceremony. Suddenly you're coming out in the second half and that place is going wild. That could be a factor in yeah. you know, cold, rainy day. You don't want to be out there. That kind of thing. If you know, if you're a visitor, if they're down 21 points at the half, none of it's going to matter. None of it's going to matter. But I, I do think there is an element that the fans can bring. 425 kicks. So a little extra tailgate time. As, as Tom Brady would say, a little extra time to get hydrated. Yeah. And, and uh, you you assume the stadium's going to fill up a little quicker because it sounds like yeah. Brady might be out there pregame a bit, so you might get to see him. But and the new scoreboard, the stadium should be louder, right? Yes, <clears throat> keeping stuff in. So yeah, that 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 all could certainly be a factor. But uh, I know you wanted to. Did you want to talk about Brady a little bit more, or, or was that all your thoughts? Just there? like what you're looking for from the ceremony. I'm uh, super excited for it. Obviously, I just. I, I think I'm alone in this take, but don't give him everything. Don't give him it. There, yeah. There's jersey retirement. There's 
Patriots Hall of Fame. There's been some talk of them doing some sort of Ring of Honor and starting it with him, um, things like that. I, I Give him a reason to come back. I don't want this to be the only time he comes back. There needs to continue to be reasons that he comes back. The one thing I do want, Max rookie year towards the end of the season, it was before that Titans game, and they were inducting, I think it was Vince Wilfork into the Patriots Hall of Fame. It was either Vince Wilfork or Richard Seymour. I forget who it was. I meant to look this up. Um, but there were a, a lot of guys um, back in town for that, as there usually are. And Ty Law said earlier this week that they're expecting, it was Richard Seymour, they're expecting guys to be back. And that that's honestly going to be part of it too. I asked Evan this today. Who's the most random Patriot that's going to show up? Oh, man. Uh, Asante <laughs> Samuel. <laughs> it was not showing up. <laughs> I went with Mike Cloud. Um, I, I'm trying to remember who I was, but I don't remember. But anyway, uh, in 2021, a bunch of guys were back for Richard Seymour getting inducted, and Drew Bledsoe was back. And I really hope Drew's there on Sunday. I really do. And they Drew took a picture with Mac with, with, with Robert Kraft and Mac Jones, the rookie at the time. And they drew scooted out. And I remember looking at that picture and being like, this would be so cool if they could take this picture with Brady. Because you think about Kraft, like 30 years of yeah. ownership, 30 plus years of ownership, essentially only three I know there's Cam Newton for a year and Matt Castle's in there, but like essentially only three quarterbacks in 30 years. Unbelievable. It would be really cool if you can get Brady in the picture with Kraft and Mac in Drew. I think there there would be an element of meaning to that picture that I think would be very cool for the franchise. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Oh, but... 10, 11, 12. Yeah, very true. But I think it's going to kind of be like what we saw from Edelman, right? After his, uh, it was, was prior to that Saints game in Max yeah. rookie year where it's halftime, so it's got to be fairly quick, but he might run out of the tunnel like Tom always did to public service announcement and then maybe just give a quick speech, say he's glad to be back. But yeah, I think he'll be back. They'll do a, a big thing for the Patriots Hall of Fame. Maybe they retire his jersey in, in some way, and then maybe at some point there's a statue too, whether it's they wait till Bill retires and they do a dual statue with those two. But I would be pretty surprised if there's not a statue of both of those guys outside of the the hall at some point uh, here. Maybe they just roll it out with all the new construction. They're just hiding right. it. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be something like that Edelman ceremony, and then he'll be back uh, a few other times here over the next few years for for some other other for some other ceremonies. But it, it will always be good to have Tom back in the building. Absolutely. Yep. All right, well, let's wrap it up with just a little preview for tonight's game. The Lions are at the Chiefs. The Chiefs will be dropping their banner for, for the Super Bowl without Travis Kelsey, but without Chris Jones, too, on the defensive side of the ball. Well, it but sounds like he might be there. In a sweep. I don't know if you saw that report. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's going to go to the game. That's, That's super so weird. weird. Did you hear his, he spoke to the media yesterday, and he was like, I could have done a hold in, but I didn't want to be a distraction to the team. No, you're you're not being distracted. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. And I have to pull this up quick. Okay. Retire Welker's jersey too. Yes, please. More like retired Dean and Branch's jersey. No. Well Welker should be in the Hall of Fame. But that that's something for another time. But I, I have a rule of thumb on retiring jerseys. I won't, I'm not saying retire his jersey. I'm saying Pat oh. Hall of Fame. Welker should be in there. Yeah, there's there's guys that got to get in first. Honestly, Moss has got to get in before Welker. Mm. Yeah, Brian, come on. I don't know. 
Randy Moss had the single greatest season a wide receivers ever had. But like that was that was like he did like two two years here and like two of the best years a wide receivers ever had. You also talk about like he's still the culture of the organization. He's still very much a part of that. You talk about the Edelman tells all those stories about how Julian Edelman became the player he was because of Randy Moss. Right. As well, much as Wes Welker. So that position you know, though, the whole Moss is the next player who should get the Patriots Hall of Fame honor. The next receiver. Sorry, there's other players who should get it first. But like if they're gonna put in a receiver, Randy Moss. I'd go Wes. But that, go Randy Moss. I, I think it's Randy Moss, no question. Well, that's a off season. Yes. Or some or a bye week or, or whatever. But uh just do you think they'll ever go to like two in a year just because they're gonna have so many guys here they have to put in i think they need to add they sort of started doing it like they did with scar this year they they need like to have like a veterans committee like a fan vote because because guys like um bill parcells a guy like dante skarnecchia they gotta get ivan fears in now obviously that skarnecchia is in um it, it may be some of the older players and I, I don't know off the top of my head like who's not in there but I think they've got a Rodney's in. I just saw that in the chat. Rodney's one of the first guys that got in yeah. and they started doing it every year. They, there does need to be some sort of veterans committee. That's like, stop putting Parcells on the ballot. He's never going to get on. Whether you think he should be on or in or not, the he's never going to be. The fans aren't going to vote him in. Right? He's like, never going to be players that played in like the internet era. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's the people who are voting. So him, Ivan fears. Um, there's some other, you know, people I think that that fit into that category, contributors, but also some older players that you got to start putting people in veteran committee like that. Yep, I agree. But uh, quickly back, Chiefs, Chiefs, Lions. I yeah. think on our, I have it right here on FanDuel. It is now Chiefs minus three and a half. So they it was four and a half, but with the Kelsey move, it is now three and a half. So anything, anything you like over on FanDuel what's tonight? That, that what's game? that over under at? I don't know if you saw, did you see the Chiefs half. 52. The Chiefs tweeted the over under earlier this week. And it yeah. was like, are you serious? People were, um, people were a little upset about that. I wouldn't, I, rightfully so. I, yeah. I, I, I usually am not an under guy, but yeah. Mahomes is nobody. And look, I like the Lions. I like Dan Campbell. I like Ben Johnson. I don't think Jared Goff's a very good quarterback, but I like the pieces they've put around him. I think Amon Ra obviously is a really good player. I'm super excited to see how they use Shamir Gibbs. I'm, I'm bullish on the Lions. I think they should be a playoff team, but this is like a step ahead of where yeah. they, they're not open the season against the Chiefs on Thursday night. The reality if check. They, right. If they keep going this way, like maybe in a year or two, they can get there. Now, I gave this rant uh, this morning on the 98.5 The Sports Hub Patriots podcast, and that's all, which people can check out on the Sports Hub website. And you, you can't say, oh, this shouldn't have been the game without, you know, how do you replace it? Every big Chiefs game is on the road. It's kind of weird. Like, they play the Jaguars, which that would be a great opener. Yeah, That game's in Jacksonville. They play Minnesota. Another good team in Jacksonville. They play New um, England. In New England. They play New England in New England. I don't think that would have ever happened. There was one of <laughs> So there were, there, there were two others. Maybe Chiefs Chargers, but they generally don't like yeah, doing division, division games yeah. in this opener. Um. They do play the Eagles this year, but remember they did this a couple years ago with the the Panthers and, and Broncos. They did the opener as a Super Bowl matchup, and yeah. it was terrible. Nobody liked it. They were like, yeah, we're never doing this again. I could have gone for Chiefs-Bangles tonight. That would have been cool. I understand they want to save that game, but 
I don't know. I, I think that maybe should have been the game night, but it is all of their big games. Oh, they do? No, wait. They're, well, the Bills weren't going to get it two years in a row. That's true. So, yeah, it was kind of like a weird year for the schedule. They could have. It, it's really just the Bengals. They weren't going to do the Eagles, even though that's a home game. They weren't going to do the Bills, even though that's a home game. It, it, it basically was Bengals, Lions, or, or Chargers. I, I might have gone Chargers, done the divisional thing. Bengals would have been cool, but I understand why they waited on that. But I feel bad for the Lions because they're going to have a rough. I'd probably take Chiefs to cover. I think the Lions yeah. are going to have a rough night. People are going to get down on them. They're a better team than what they're going to look like tonight. This is just a impossibly it's tough spot for them. Tough task. Tough task. Yeah. For them. I kind of, if you want to say something good about the Lions, I, I love David Montgomery this year. I think he's going to have an okay. awesome year, even with Jameer Gibbs. So uh, he's plus 120 to score a touchdown, which is a little low for a touchdown odds, in my opinion. But I mean, his rushing yards is 54 and a half. And I think, you know, you know, Dan Campbell, he loves to run the football. We saw Jamal Williams have an awesome role, uh, awesome year in that kind of power back role. In Detroit last year, Chiefs don't have Chris Jones. I, I think David Montgomery might have a, a really good game on on the ground tonight. So maybe over fifty four and a half would be would be my go to if I was going to go over to FanDuel for that game. But I, I'd also agree. I think the Chiefs are, are going to win this. Probably would lean the under. Just fifty two is a lot of points for a Week One game. I think exactly. Yeah. So that that's where I would probably probably lean there, but. That is the week one preview in Kansas City. We obviously broke down the Patriots-Eagles in the beginning of the show, but that is going to do it from us now. It is just time to sit back and finally watch a real football game on Sunday. And Alex and I will be back after that game next week to review all of that. But until then, follow him on Twitter at RealAlexBarth and go read all his work. For the game at 985thesportshub.com. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Brian Hines and go read all my week one coverage over at patspulpit.com. And thank you all, as always, for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week.